Hello, business building warrior. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. We've got a weekend update for you, but first, an announcement before we jump into today's content. If you weren't aware, we're going to be talking about this a lot in the next few months. We have a live event coming up in May of 2024 in Orlando. Get over to the Proven conference.com. That's three words, theprovenconference.com, and look for our Orlando May 2024 details. We'll be building that out over time. We're still locking in a lot of the details, but we do know where we're going to be, and you can start to plan your spring of 2024 around making sure you make it to this event. We had about 650 people attend in 2023. It's going to be bigger and better this year with more speakers incredible breakout sessions. We had over 40 breakout sessions for all different levels of Amazon experience and even had some non-Amazon seller-based content and training, all kinds of e-commerce training. It's really turned into an incredible event. This will be the 12th time we've done this thing. It's been an annual event for a long time for the listeners of this show. So plan on being there with us. Hope you can make it. Put it on your calendar now. More details coming soon. Hey, this weekend update is something that we started doing about four or five months ago, maybe as I'm recording this today. And it's gotten very good feedback from those of you who are fans of this show, because what we do is we consolidate, is a good word, some of the best moments from some of the recent live training sessions that we've done in our large Facebook group. We've got a free Facebook group, by the way. There's a link at silentgym.com. You can jump in and join us. 73,000 people from around the world. But we go live once a week on Mondays, and they ask such great questions. We capture that content. We answer the questions as best we can with good information and encouragement. And then we capture those moments for this weekend update, which is what we're going to do today. So without any more announcements needed, hope you're having a great weekend. Congrats on putting in some learning time on a Saturday. If you're listening to this right when it comes out, you're going to enjoy today's compiled answers and responses to some of the common questions in our group. And hopefully you find some great tips and strategies along the way. Enjoy this episode. We'll have more brand new content for you next week. Talk to you soon. So let me make this the official start so that when they do the editing later, uh, they know when I actually started this thing, at what point I'm actually creating some content here. So let's kick this thing off. Hi, my name's Jim Cockrum. I'm the founder of the Facebook group that most of you are already in. It's called the My Silent Team Facebook group. There's a link to that group at silentgym.com. There's about 74,000 of us in there. And if you've been to any of our Monday meetups in the past, you've heard me say several of the things that I'm about to say in the next two minutes. But bear with us. We've got a lot of new people. This is their first time. So thanks for your patience. Someone called this the uh, Jim Fomercial portion of our program. So yeah, okay, I can live with that. Uh, It's just just me introducing and telling everybody who we are, what we do, what brought us to this point. And then we'll get into your questions and and dive into whatever's on your mind today. But like I said, it's a 74,000 person Facebook group, completely free. We've got about 1,900 tagged success posts in that group. I mean, today alone, we had three or four new ones drop in there where people are saying, hey, this works. Wow. Look at the numbers I'm putting up. And typically, that's how we find guests for our podcast as well. As people who post their results, we say, hey, do you want to share your story? We verify and validate the results and then bring them on our show. And we've got hundreds of interviews with our successful students. The thing they all have in common in our community is they're using the internet creatively to launch and grow multiple streams of income. Around here, we like to put an emphasis on Amazon, which we believe is the biggest opportunity 
in all of e-commerce for someone who comes in new with low experience, especially huge opportunity. If you follow the system as we teach it, we see consistent results from our students and we're very excited to show you that program. The Proven Amazon course is a library of content that grows with you. We teach you what you need as you need it. It's not a matter of pick your own path. We start you out pretty much in the same place 99% of the time. And then the course grows with you as your business grows. And then many, many doors of opportunity open ahead of you once you've got the initial uh, momentum of that, that first model. And that first model is the Amazon replens system, which originated from our community several years ago. I believe we're constantly perfecting and improving on it, but hundreds and hundreds of great success story interviews on our podcast. Like I said, thousands of people have launched incredible businesses using these strategies and they tell their stories. We support each other and interact in our free Facebook group all day, every day. If you want to get on our schedule, have a conversation with someone on my team to talk about your business, where you're at, where you're trying to go, what tools and resources make the most sense for you. You can jump on our calendar anytime. Go to silentgym.com slash book a call. Silentgym.com slash book a call. We'll have a conversation with you. Love to talk to you about your business. We have a great coaching program consisting of 60 highly successful students from this community. Today's, uh, well, actually, no, Wednesday's podcast episode is yet another new coach who's coming on board, highly successful student, followed our program, build a beautiful business. Now they're a coach on our team. That's who you get to work with. To my knowledge, it's the only coaching program in all of e-commerce that operates that way. And we've been doing it that way for 20 years. Nearly 10,000 coaching students served. So that's the Jim Fomercial. Thanks for bearing with me on that portion of our program today where we talk about what we do around here, who we are, that sort of thing. Super thrilled to have you joining us. I'm happy to answer any e-commerce and Amazon questions. I've been doing e-commerce as the only income for my family for over 20 years at this point. Raised five kids, homeschooled them all the way up. My wife hasn't had to provide any extra income. She can focus on the kids. Beautiful arrangement thanks to e-commerce and specifically the last 12 years diving into Amazon. Uh, one of the things I've been doing the past oh, three weeks or so is diving into my own Amazon account throughout the day randomly as time allows and just looking for what's selling and then telling the story behind what that item is, how we found it, what the keep a chart looks like, what we're paying, what it's selling for, just helping educate anyone who's new or not convinced or maybe they're lacking, uh, maybe they got some skepticism, rightfully so. There's a lot of crazy scams out there. Just showing, hey, I do this. I sell my, my husband, my, uh, my husband, no, I'm married, my wife, my son, my mom, uh, and my aunt, they all work at my warehouse every day. Uh, we've got two or three other friends there. Most days we sell inventory on eBay, on Amazon, on Walmart. We have a prep center. I do the stuff that we teach here. So this isn't just theory. This isn't just selling courses and content. We do this stuff. We also teach it. We're very proud of that. But if you want to see those 40 examples from my account, there's a popular post in the Facebook group. Again, the link at silentgym.com. If you're not in that group yet, it's the My Silent Team Facebook group. 74,000 of us are in there. Go check it out. I just posted one right before this call. The story of that ASIN, it's a beautiful example. And let me just start here and illustrate this. One of the things that we love to encourage new sellers to do is go find test-worthy ASINs. I'm not going to dive real deep into that, 
There's three podcast episodes I want you to go listen to. If that's a new concept to you, what's a test-worthy ASIN? What's, or we sometimes we call it underserved listings on Amazon. What are those? How do you find them? That's where we start new sellers. Uh, go listen to podcast episode 554, 555, and 612. 554, 555, and 612. Very popular podcast episodes that really drive this point home. When you're ready, get into the proven Amazon course. But here's the story of the ASIN I just posted. This item sold on my account moments before I jumped on here live today. I've got numerous other examples that I've shared uh, all in one Facebook post. I keep adding to that post and adding to more. I've got over 40 examples now in that one post in our group. But we pay, uh, I think we pay $7.75. I rounded it up to $8 for this example. We pay eight bucks. We just sold one for $36.00. And one penny. That's the price. Okay. But what's special about that price is the buy box is floating around about eight to $10 less than that consistently for the past year. And these things may be hard to visualize as I'm explaining them, but that's a big deal because a lot of new sellers get very obsessed about the buy box and think, well, I got to make a profit at buy box or I, I'm not even going to touch or look at that ASIN. No, when you're testing new ASINs, one of the things we drive home in those podcast episodes I mentioned earlier is if you can break even at buy box, it's worth testing if it's a fast-moving ASIN because your worst-case scenario is you're going to break even. So why not test it at a higher price? Let it sit there for, you know, I let them sit there for up to three, four, five weeks sometimes. Sometimes people only let it sit there a week and they get nervous and they start dropping the price. That's fine too. I let my stuff sit a little longer. I've been in the game a little longer, have a higher risk tolerance than maybe some people. But the stuff that's selling consistently above buy box in my account all day, every day, I hadn't looked at it in a while until I started putting this together. We've got a lot of ASINs selling way above the buy box price on a consistent basis because I explain why that happens in podcast episode 554. Amazon is not one big warehouse where everybody price sensitively shops every day. It is almost 200 warehouses spread out across the country. And a lot of those shoppers aren't price sensitive. They're time sensitive. They want the fastest possible option. And a lot of times that's going to be a significantly higher price than the typical buy box. And they're going to buy your unit. That's what's happening in my inventory all day, every day. So if you're paying attention to the buy box, when you're trying to make your decisions on your inventory, you're leaving literally millions of testworthy ASINs out of the equation which can be very frustrating. So when we hear people say, I can't find anything profitable. I can't find anything that makes me any money. Everything's the same price at Walmart as it is on Amazon. You're not looking through the right lens yet. You don't. You haven't had that light bulb moment yet. We'd love to help that light bulb come on for you so you can start finding literally hundreds, thousands. There are millions of testworthy ASINs right now waiting for you to test against. Is introduced my good friend, Robin Joy. I told you guys about her just a couple minutes ago. Uh, so Robin Joy, welcome. I've already told several of the people, most of them who are here, who you are, what you do. And I promised you were going to share a little bit about Kickstart and anything else that's on your mind tonight. Always good to see you. And I know you just got back from a big trip. So I'm curious, you know, did you get a, I think you got a little suntan there. You look a little, <laughs> little like a little pinker than the last time I saw you. So you guys have a good time? We had a wonderful time. It's always nice to get away. Yeah. Thanks for mentioning me. We are Having the Kickstart Bootcamp is just lots of fun. Anytime that we have people who are brand new and haven't sent anything to Amazon yet before and they want somebody to help them through those first 
those first steps, come to the Kickstart Bootcamp. We're going to take you four weeks with a limited group of people in a safe space, people that have the same questions you have. We're going to answer your questions. We're going to help you get from opening your account to getting at least your first item set into Amazon and a whole bunch of questions in between. So we welcome anybody who wants to come and join us. And I love the price tag. You know, we've kept it super inexpensive. It's only at 37, 39. I can never remember, but it's under 40 bucks. (laughs) Yes, that's what I think. (laughs) It's a one-time payment under 40 bucks. Uh, You can go to silentgym.com slash kickstart and read about it. You have to be a proven Amazon course student to get into one of those groups that Robin described. But yeah, just so many. We've done, I don't know, 35, 40, maybe 50 at this point. I'm not sure of those groups and just got great feedback every time. So yeah, great way to jumpstart about the kickstart bootcamp because you know what i've observed robin joy is and we've we use this illustration frequently i haven't heard anything that illustrates the point i'm trying to make better as a new seller there's a lot of molehills that look like mountains i'm gated they want to see my id or my driver's license right (laughs) you know they didn't like my address you know oh no someone helped me register or I don't know what kind of tape to use on a box. You know, it's like, am I going to mess this whole thing up because I used the wrong box? Or where do I stick my label? You know, this those little challenges that just, they could frustrate you and just make you want to walk away and go turn on Netflix. Like, okay, let's do this as a group and get through those little things so you can actually get to the fun part. Uh, there's a lot of little boxes you got to check. And so let's turn those mountains into molehills like they really are and, and, and move past them quickly. So you guys do a tremendous job with it, Robin Joy. Thank you for that. We also have, you know, I'd love to, to drop on everyone. If it's okay with you, Robin Joy, the upcoming workshop, we've finally got a date nailed down. Mm-hmm. And let's tell people about that too. Okay. So we have a workshop coming up. This, uh, this I wasn't ready for this, but... Oh, we'll I, I know. I, you know, if you come on here, I'm going to hit you with a curveball. I do that to anyone <laughs> okay, on the leadership time. Team. Hey, at our... Well, you gather your thoughts. I mean, I've been known at our live events, you know, we got 700 people sitting in the room and I'll be looking around and, you know, doing the opening comment and like, oh, there's so-and-so. Get up here on stage. No warning, no notice. Tell us about <laughs> whatever. I love doing that to leaders. Like that's part of the gig around here. So yeah, but uh, t- fill us in on the, the workshop details a little bit. So what we've put together is a two-day workshop for people who can come and work with my husband, Brian, and I, and we will take you through a process that we found works really, really well for people get, getting started with building their replans list, or if they're having trouble getting it going, if there's, you know, some some people have done it before, but they're starting kind of all over and they need to find a way to get that list built quickly. It doesn't really take that long and it doesn't really take as much effort as you would think, just a system. So we've put together a system called the three-step check with a four-week test. And that can get you, if you're consistent, up to five figures within about six months. What we do in this workshop is just roll up our sleeves, go through the process together, answer all the questions as they come up, as opposed to when we're working with people one hour a week at a time, it doesn't replace coaching at all. It just gets you a path to get started to getting your first hundred ASINs where you can get to about $10,000 a month, to ten to $15,000 a month without get, being too strict on it. It gives you a system to work on that will get you there. Yeah. 
that's going to be happening at the Proven Conference, actually a couple of days, the two days before the Proven Conference. So if you're planning on going to the Proven Conference, which everybody should, it's a wonderful time. We have so much fun. We're going to take two days before that at the same place in the same hotel. So you can just build it right into to your time there. If you want to join us there, it's going to be a limited amount of people. So if you're interested in that, go to provenamazoncourse.com slash 100. That's there's, it. Yeah, there's a, uh, and it's 100, the number. And uh, there's a form you can fill out and um, kind of tell us about yourself and somebody will give you a call to get you signed up. Perfect. Nailed it. Yes. <laughs> and even if you're kind of only maybe interested, you're not sure. I would strongly encourage you to uh, sign, go there and fill out that form. It's provenamazoncourse.com slash 100, as in 100 ASINs. We're going to get you there very quickly. But if maybe you're just maybe concerned, you want to talk to someone about it, because it is a pretty big commitment to come to Orlando you know, a couple days earlier than you were thinking, and then stay for the workshop and the conference. Uh, some people may come for just the workshop. That's fine. But we'd love to see people do both if they can. And I think having them right there next to each other is going to really benefit a lot of people scheduling-wise. So just come hang out in Orlando with us for the full day or for the full week, really. So the conference is May 23rd through 25th. And you can get details at theprovenconference.com. That's the website. Three words, The Proven Conference. It's not Proven Conference. It's theprovenconference.com. And then if you want to tack on the two days leading up to it, like Robin Joy said, at the same resort. I was just on the phone with him, Robin Joy, a couple of days ago, just kind of hoping like, hey, you guys can squeeze us in and get a few extra rooms. And like, yep, they, they've given us the green light. Uh, oh, so we've got great. a great deal at the resort too on the rooms. It's a beautiful resort right next to SeaWorld. Bring the family. A lot of people are bringing families. And the opening session, and there's several other sessions where everybody's invited to come. When we do our breakouts and such, you'll need a ticket for that. But the opening session uh, of day one of the conference is everybody. So we got a lot of families in there, a lot of kids. It's always great. It's always fun opening up. And our keynote speaker, I'm super excited about this year. So yeah, it's going to be a great time. Plan on joining us. Uh, but yeah, well done, Robin Joy. I appreciate it. Can't wait to be there with you guys and do it again. We've done it once before. It was a huge success. And this is going to be our second time doing the replens workshop, the 100 ASIN workshop. And just to brag on Brian and Robin Joy a little bit more, they're also in the process of putting together some exciting new content, kind of revamping. Every couple of years or so, we like to go in and just revamp. The screens have changed. Some of the things we've learned we've, have been updated. And we're going through some of the old content, creating some great new content and some of our advanced Keepa sourcing training, the best Keepa training on the planet. We're making it even better. That's coming as well. So I appreciate those guys working so hard and Great coaches. I don't know how you guys do it all. And Brian still works full time too. Like you guys are we really are rocking. Busy, it. busy. <laughs> <laughs> Very busy calendar. We love it. We uh, love it. Yeah, I do too. This is just, uh, I call it my ministry. I mean, I just love it. I just, yeah. you know, someone asked me when I was going to retire, a guy I played some basketball with a couple of days ago, and I said, I, I th think they're going to have to drag me away from what I do at some point because I just love it. <laughs> it's, it's very fulfilling. It's so relationship oriented, helping people change their lives, make more money deploying these strategies in my own business. Um, you know, we're getting into Legos right now. We're ramping up Walmart. We're looking at doing some more retail stuff, Robin Joy, because we got some people in our community just killing it with a small retail location mm -hmm. because of all the connections and all the things you learn from e-commerce. Like, hey, I, you know, stuff that's not selling online, let's just open up the doors and get this, you know, three-day-a-week yard sale kind of thing going with some decent-looking location. Making a lot of money doing that. 
So lots of new stuff coming in 2024. We're doing it all, testing it all on my team and I'm just excited for the future. Let's go ahead and uh, unmute you, Paul, if you're ready. There you go. What's on your mind tonight, my friend? Good to see you. I think, uh, thanks, Jim, for taking the call. Of course. Um, yeah, I could I just check in recent, for the past few months, I, okay, in the first place, I use uh, Asin Zen to, um, to check on IP um, claims on the product or whatever. So in recent weeks, I've noticed that um, products that were previously getting the green tick are now having the red cross. Uh, I just want to check that that I'm on track. Is that is that what's happening? Okay. And I, let me just clarify the question and make sure I'm answering the same question you are with a little more detail for someone who may not know what we're talking about. And then Robin Joyce here as well, and she can chime in after I take a shot at this one. So one of the things we teach when you're looking for test-worthy ASINs that we can send in a few test units on and hopefully discover if it's a good replant or not is, is this a product or a brand that's likely to generate more friction than it's worth, meaning an IP complaint, an intellectual property complaint. Now, you're not breaking any laws by selling that item, but the brand may say, you know what? We want to make the life miserable of anybody who tries to sell our stuff on Amazon. There are brands out there that do that. It's probably best to just avoid them. You could do it anyway if you want. You'll probably be just fine. But we typically suggest that people not do that. Okay, so you've you've got these tools that can help you say, oh, wow, this is one that causes an IP alert. Oh, this one's safe. You can rely on those tools to some degree. I don't. I don't use those tools at all because you'll see a lot of false red flags with those tools. There's plenty of brands that I sell on, for example, that ASIN's in would say, oh, you shouldn't be selling on that one. That's a grumpy brand. I disagree. I'd rather use just use Keepa. And the way I use Keepa is I look to see if there's any, we call it the skateboard ramp of death. Are there any of these occasions where it goes from 5, 10, 18, 24 sellers down to one and then back up to 5, 10 and then down to one? If you see these drops, these cliffs where the brand is saying, hey, I want every seller off this. We're going to send them some kind of fake lawyer letter or some other legitimate concern they have with the listing. Maybe there's a trademark violation on the listing that you're not aware of. Well, I don't want to sell on that. If the brand is paying so much attention to it and really pushing the issue, I'm just going to avoid it. So the question then from Paula was, I'm seeing more false, I'm seeing more red X's, more, um, not necessarily false, they could be legitimate. I'm seeing more than I used to. Has something changed? The answer is no, nothing has changed in the past few days. Absolutely nothing has changed with Amazon's policy, with the number of brands who are maybe, I call them grumpy brands is what I always call them, that are trying to push sellers away. I would say over the past 12 years, there's really nothing new there. Some brands don't like it. They make sellers' lives miserable. So you avoid those brands or specifically those ASINs. I know of brands, for example, that they're fine with resellers selling their stuff. They just don't want resellers selling the latest brand new stuff that just came out. They don't like that, but they're fine with everything else, right? So you can't say, oh, that's a bad brand. Some of the ASINs are okay. Some aren't. It's an ASIN to ASIN decision. Now, one of the reasons I keep a great lawyer like Jeff Schick on retainer, which costs me a few dollars per day, is because when I do get these notices and I sell on an ASIN and they send me a letter, I just send it to him. And I can tell you about 80 to 90% of the time, throw it in the trash. (laughs) Ignore it. It was a competitor trying to pretend that they're somebody's lawyer because they don't want to sell on an ASIN with you there too. And they hope to chase away the other sellers, which is actually an activity to get them in a lot of trouble. Or it could be a a legitimate complaint. 
a good lawyer who can look these things over for a few dollars a day, put Jeff Schick on retainer. He'll look over these things and give you advice. So the shortest answer, if we went on an elevator for 15 seconds to your question is no, Paula, nothing has changed. Everything's the same way it always has been. If you're getting more red X's and hey, warning lights, I would just go back to looking at Keepa. If there's other sellers actively, happily selling on that ASIN, I don't care what any of the tools say. Now, some people love ASINs in. I'm not calling them out specifically. I don't use them. I don't feel like I need them. I don't need these tools to tell me which which ASINs to stay away from uh, because I have heard that a lot of people will file false reports, sellers, to try to keep sellers, other sellers off the ASINs that they like. And they'll fill up tools like that with false flags just to keep other sellers away. So long, complicated question, but I tried to include any new sellers as well because I don't want them to be intimidated by this topic. All right. I'm out of breath. Robin Joy, did I leave anything out? Uh, no, not at all. I absolutely agree with everything you said. I think we're if we are paying attention to those tools too much, we're bypassing things that would be good for us. We do use AZ Insight, which is made by Ace and Zen, and I know exactly what you're talking about with that fly the flag that comes on if you're talking about the x's and the check marks though the red x and the check mark those are items that you're approved to sell or not it doesn't have anything to do with whether there were whether there were ip complaints or not so it may be a matter that you just need to apply to sell that item make sure you're logged into seller central when you're using that tool so that it can see and if you're having that all the time on the same ASINs you did before, you might want to reload that onto your browser. So sometimes it can be just a technical issue if you're seeing things like that. I absolutely agree with with um, with Jim, though. We don't put a lot of stock into those tools at all. I don't know where they got their data from or how valuable they are. And we use Jeff Chick as well to for our backup. Uh, it sounds like you've used those tools a little bit in the past more than I have, Robin Joy, because I didn't realize that yeah, it makes total sense. If you haven't connected it to your account properly, it can be giving you red flags when really you just haven't, uh, it's not connected or you just need to apply for approval. I mean, I, I did this last night. I was on a store run for my family for some stuff we needed and I saw an item and I did my research on it and the, the app said, hey, you need to apply for approval on this. Would you like to apply? And I clicked, yep. And it said, congratulations, you're approved to sell this item. Like they just get approved. That's that's your experience. Once Amazon knows, likes, and trusts you, you get approved rapidly. But if I hadn't clicked that button yet, it probably would have been a red X on this app because I'm not approved to sell that item yet, right? Um, so yeah, don't don't get too worked up about that. Hopefully that helps you out, Paula. Is that is that good info? Awesome. I got a thumbs up from Paula. Okay, super. So all the best to you and your family, Jim, and happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Thank you, sir, good to see you. Um, so, uh, yeah, so just real quick, we've been involved with this for about three or four months and we're probably, probably today have our 1000th, you know, sales day. So we're excited about that. And so uh, a thousand, you've sold a thousand dollars worth of product. thousand dollars worth today. Yes. Okay. Which will be our highest day ever. So we're excited about that. Oh, you're having a thousand dollar day today. Yes. Holy yes. smokes. Good job, yeah. dude. So that's a big deal, man. Yeah, we're excited about that. And I'll tell you, and everybody probably knows this, but all the credit to you and your team and just been incredible support for me and my my brother. It's been amazing. Beautiful. Um, That's awesome. Man, that's so exciting. Isn't that great, Robin Joy? Now, you guys were in uh, the Kickstarter, at least John, weren't you or both of you? Were you guys in a Kickstarter? How did you guys do this? No, we had... 
Uh, no, we we went to the Proven Conference where we were introduced to you guys. Okay. And we immediately got into coaching. Oh, you guys went to coaching. That's right. Who was your coach? Tremendous. A grant. Yeah, nice. Oh, I love it, man. Yeah. And, and just again, to talk about our coaching program, you set me up. So I'm going to talk about this for a second. Yeah. Every coach on our team is running a phenomenally successful business doing the strategies we teach here. So when you connect with them, you're not getting someone who's going to read a script or just go through a workbook with you. It you're you're getting into their life. And I know Grant fairly well. You may know him better than I do at this point, being one of his students. But has that proven to be true? That the value of that relationship proven to be valuable to you guys? It's been key for us. It seems like every time there was a possibly a dead end, he would help us get through that and and it's opened up what was dead ends, more opportunity. Fantastic. And a thousand dollar day is is man, that is a big deal. I remember there was a time in our community, you know, you have you go back in maybe 10 years or so ago where it was rare that you know, when when someone got a thousand dollar day, we all kind of freaked out, like, whoa, okay, this is working. This is cool. Now it's become almost commonplace, but but that's a big deal when you when you consider most businesses that start will never have a thousand dollar day. <laughs> the vast majority of them will never reach that point, right? That's a big deal. Congrats. I mean, I, I know there's a lot of blood, sweat, tears, work, risk, sacrifice that goes into that, but you guys have laid a foundation now. And from zero to 1,000 is the hardest comma zeros you'll ever build. Going from there to 10,000 is significantly less of a less of a stretch. It's about putting good people in place, just scaling up the systems you already have creating, you know, putting good people into the right systems. Really, that's the next steps for you guys. So you've built something significant at this point. Congratulations, man. That's awesome. How many ASINs are you guys selling against, would you say, Jerry? Yes. So that that actually brings me to a couple of questions. That's kind of why I wanted to talk. So we have about 200 to 250 working ASINs that, you know, some are great, some are okay, and some we're testing. Yeah. But my question is, as we get larger, obviously, it's harder to keep your hands around all those well. We have just started uh, in the last 10 days with Inventory Lab. Uh, we've been we, Now we have Be Cool, which was, has been tremendous for us, already seeing big strides for the in that helping us. Silentgym.com slash repricer. That's our discount link for Be Cool since you mentioned it. Yeah. Sure. So... You know, the key for us now, or for me particular, is is the purchasing aspect of it. And so the first question is, how is the best way to get a, a really good snapshot of what your inventory is doing? And then second, how does that information help you strategically purchase things? on even a day-to-day or weekly basis, and I'm going to use an example. If I was to go to a store that we're that we're having some good traction with tomorrow, how would I be able to pull up all of their ASINs and be able to gauge what I need to buy and what I not need to buy and, and, and or what I need to buy more of? Does that make sense? Yes. And there's, there's a tool, there's one that Rob and Joy may not even know much about that we're starting to take a look at. There's a couple, there's going to be a couple options on the floor here for you very soon. Right now, the default option is replin dashboard. Are you using that yet? No. You're going to get some benefit from that. Uh, we've got a, another multiple seven figure seller in our community who's kind of built his own system 
that's going to be available as well soon. It's going to be a matter of preference. And we're going to be talking more about that tool in the near future as well. But when it comes to how much more should I buy when of which ASINs and which ones should I be letting go of? And better yet, some of the things I love about what some of these, what we're going to be able to do soon is you know, which of my old ASINs that I've already abandoned need to be back on my radar. I need a system right. for automating that because I walked away from it when the price kind of dropped too many sellers, couldn't find it anymore, whatever reason. I need an alert. Now you can do this with Keepa already. You can say, hey, Keepa, if the price ever comes back up to point X, I want an alert. So you can build that in. Uh, but a tool that kind of does to the best of the ability that we have right now and this still maturing opportunity a tool that does as well as anything is Replin Dashboard for a few dollars okay. a month. You've got a tool that says, hey, time to go buy six more units of this. Hey, time to go buy three more units of that. And they're always adding in new features to that tool, but it doesn't have quite as many users as we thought it would at this point. That most people, myself included, to be honest, have kind of Frankenstein together a system. Like I, yeah. I've got some spreadsheets yeah. and I got yeah, my aunt too. Susie and she kind of pours over everything. And we got a virtual assistant kind of paying attention to some details. So those systems are still kind of, those perfect systems are still kind of being built that would answer the question you have. Like, hey, I'm getting ready to go to this store. Which of my ASINs? Like, boom, click a button. This store, here's the ones, here's the quantity. Like that tool really hasn't come in, kind of been built yet. Okay. Uh, so the system, the way we do it, and Robin Joy can address this, I'm sure, in a moment and take kind of her spin at it, but we pay attention to what's selling and what's not selling, right? If it hasn't sold in the last month, red flag, what's going on? drop the price, time to get rid of that. We'll check that ASIN again later. If it is selling, well, how much of it has sold since the last time we bought? Well, it's been a week since we placed an order. We sold three in the past week. Okay, let's look back over the past other way. I think we need five to 10 of that units of that thing. Let's place an order and go get them, right? So it's a very individual, someone with some intelligence kind of looking over the process. The yeah. buyer is a significant role and you want someone not going too deep I'd rather go too shallow versus too deep. Because as soon as you go too deep, you'll hear story after story after story. That's how you, it's kind of like, you know, you're, you're making money on the stock market and you got this one stock that dropped on you a little bit. You're like, oh, I'm just going to put more money in. I hope it comes back up. And you put all your money into that one and it just drops on you. Like there goes all the gains you could have grabbed from your other winners because you went too deep on a loser. So you don't want to go deep on a loser ever. I'd rather be too shallow. And that's reflected in our strategy across the board. I don't go deep on anything. I don't care how fast or how hot it is. I just don't go deep because I know as soon as I go deep, the price is going to get cut in half. Amazon's going to order 10,000 units and I'm going to wish I hadn't gone deep. <laughs> right? Yeah, sure. um, yeah. So when you look at your business that way, what's sold recently? What do I need a few more units of? What hasn't sold in a month that I should be cutting my losses on? If you're answering those two questions on a regular basis, how you come up to, with that system is kind of up to you. Replan okay. dashboards can certainly help. But Robin Joy, you know, I've, I've left plenty of wide open field there for you to play in. What, what do you think of, of uh, Jerry's question? You know, I agree with you. If you want a system to start with, Replan Dashboard seems to be the place to go to put your stuff in there and kind of get some information about the ASINs that you have. We, like Jim, use, uh, we're, you know, a little bit before Replan Dashboard. So we have a list of all the ASINs that we've ever tested before. We run those back through Keepa in the in the Keepa product viewer to see what's going on with them right now. We take information about what they've done for us from Inventory Lab. We mesh that all together, sort them out which ones are the best, and chop down the list until we run out of money. That's the way we do it. But the business intelligence of your business 
you need to take seriously. This is your business. And you need to find a way to be able to manage that as it grows. That's the most valuable part of your business is that business intelligence, what you know about your business. So I would encourage you to keep working that until you feel comfortable of knowing how to how to use that information the best for your business and to make it grow. Great. Yeah, part part of the beauty of this is we're still kind of figuring it out. I feel mm-hmm. kind of like this Facebook group specifically, we all hitched our wagons and headed west and here we go, man. And <laughs> we're we're setting down our stakes and picking out our land and finding different creative, unique ways to do this thing. And so someone comes back and like, okay, I want to do exactly what you guys are doing. Like, well, there's 50 different ways it's happening here. I mean, they're they're making money and, and we're we're having fun and figuring it out as we go. But even a guy like me who's been doing this 20 years, I feel like uh, I'm in new frontier constantly, learning constantly. And quite often, it's the brand new people in our community that come up with just some of the most incredible insights and questions. That's one of the reasons we love newbies. Is, you know, I can see you guys on this trajectory, John and Jerry. Now I can see you guys like, okay, you've went from nothing, confused, asking some of the same questions repeatedly. And we're like trying to answer them different ways. So finally, light bulb moment, $1,000 day. Now you're building a system, talking about scaling this thing up. Pretty soon, you've got a course and some content because you've stumbled into something that we've never noticed before. That's how it works. That is the proven Amazon course. It's a collection of of just random people who have taken the ball and run with it and discovered things that the rest of us didn't know. There isn't a perfect system yet. I am super excited. I can't give much detail yet. I'll talk to you offline if you want to hear more about it, Robin Joy. But we've got a a multiple seven-figure replin seller with a software engineering background who's dialed in some pretty cool stuff that had my mind blown. <laughs> and he's just using it for his own students, for, for his own system right now only. But he has the ability to maybe scale this thing out and, and really add some systems to someone who's at your level. I think it would be very interesting. But that, you know, that's first quarter at the conference. We're going to be talking more about it uh, of first quarter 2024, the, our May event, the Proven Conference. Um, so th- those things are coming. Just drop a few little hints, but I can't share much more than that. But systems are coming. Uh, but if you just use what Rob and Joy just advised and what I'm saying, you know, it basically, if it's selling, go get more. If it's not, get rid of it. <laughs> How you do that is yeah. up to you, right? Okay. Okay. Great. Thank you. Yeah, of course, Jerry. And congratulations, man. That is that is a serious big deal. I can't. I heard the percentage of businesses one time, Rob and Joy, that will ever have a million dollar a year. And we've got so many of them in our community. But it's it's a pretty small number of businesses that ever hit that benchmark. And you guys are, you know, what, about a third there, you know, for today. You, you get about 3000 bucks a day. You got yourself a million dollar business, you know, taking a day or two off on the weekends. There you go, man. So you guys are well on your way. And the hardest work has already been done. Scaling to that point will not be difficult. Uh, compared Can I just to add one more thing, Jim? Yeah, please. Very exciting for you guys. And thanks for sharing that because that encourages all of us. So we appreciate that as well. But you're absolutely right in that this group is so exciting to me because there are no right or wrong answers. There are thousands of people who've done it thousands of different ways and everybody shares and we kind of put together some some standard things that we kind of think work, but everybody has their own take on it. And that's what I say. That's what makes room for all of us. If we were all in the same four walls, we'd get too crowded. 
but everybody has their own take on it. And I love that about this business. And part of what gives it such a bright future from my perspective, Robin Joy, when people say, I watch the future, where's this heading? If we were all doing the same thing and all teaching a bunch of monkeys to push the same button all day, every day, well, that opportunity is going to be dead soon. There's enough little nuances and little changes and things you got to learn and things you have to adapt to and new categories opening and closing. It's kind of like the same way the IRS gives accountants job security, (laughs) which terrible analogy, maybe, especially heading into tax season. But Amazon and e-commerce are kind of like that. The rules are kind of always drifting. You kind of need someone that's keeping up with it. Well, instead of trying to be an expert yourself, why don't you do it with a group of people? And when we see a red flag wave and we all like, you know, like a a bunch of penguins, like, hey guys, don't go over there. That's where the uh, killer seals are. All right, well, we'll we'll all kind of drift this way. Plenty of opportunity for all of us. We do it as a group, but we each have our own business. That's the perfect way to tackle this frontier. And we all have, you know, there's no two people in our group that are doing it the same way. I call it, we, we all have built our own little baby Frankensteins and we've pieced it together and it works. And here we are, you know, and I've, I've sold tens of millions of dollars of products, services, events. You know, we, we started taking sponsors for the podcast over the past 20 years. My business is unlike anyone else's ever will be. And I love that about this community. Uh, and then you get the abundance mindset, like, hey, as many people can do this as they want. And it's something truly special. My favorite podcast episode, I think that I've ever heard, I actually listened to it while I was in Mexico with my family from, with you, uh, Brian and Robin Joy. You guys were talking about all the different businesses you've tried and contrasting it to what we do here. And it's just so different. It's very special and unique in that it is a very individualized experience. We're not saying, hey, sign up here, follow these steps, do the same thing everyone else is doing. Welcome to the network marketing world or welcome to you know where the success rate is just so low on those cookie cutter, everyone does it the same way business models. Here we encourage leadership, creativity, put your own spin to things, do it your own way. You know, it's, it's a great example would be there for a while. We we're saying, well, you've got two options. You can do it out of your garage or you can use a prep center, right? Uh, as far as managing your inventory. And someone come along and go, wait a second, there's a better option than either of those for me. I've got five neighbors and I'm using their garages. I never see or touch my inventory. They're my shoppers and my preppers and they're doing it all for me and they love it. And we get together once a week and we store all of our supplies in a storage unit, not in my house. So my wife is no longer going crazy telling me to get this stuff out of the house. I'm making more money than I was because my team is bigger, right? So every time we think we've got it dialed in, like, okay, you can do it A or B, here comes option C and D and E, all these different models. Yeah, completely agree, Robin Joy. Love the insights. Great question. Good conversation, Jerry. Jesus, man, you've been very patient. Appreciate your patience, buddy. What's on your mind? Yes, sir. How you doing? Uh, I'm blessed, man. Good to see you. Quick question. Uh, yeah, uh, in regards to the buy box pricing above the buy box mm-hmm. quick question when you say price above the buy box what i've been doing i've been finding profitable asins that are profitable at the buy box and i still price over but for example i'm at walmart i find a pair uh, I find some chocolate chip cookies but the buy box gives me a break-even price for the last 90 days would i would you recommend starting to buy some of these asins where i'm breaking even and pricing them above the buy box i know i got to test them but uh, what would be your recommendation on that? Maybe I'm misunderstanding because I'm trying to see through that different lens you're at, you're talking about. Because yeah. a lot of out of ASINs I'm finding they're right around the break-even price. 
I love it. Uh, on a scale of zero to 10, where 10 is like you're wide awake and you see the world, we're trying to get you to see it. Zero being, I'm completely confused and lost about e-commerce. You are at about a six or a seven, maybe heading towards an eight with that question. I love the question. It tells me that you've been paying attention, you've been listening in, but bear with me, Jesus, in case we use this as content later. I want to address the people who are maybe a little bit behind you. Yes, sir. And I want to correct one thing you said. This is why I gave you a six or seven instead of an eight or a nine too, okay? You're doing great, by the way. So the question people come to our community asking is, I need to find some profitable inventory. I can't find anything to sell. Everything's the same price at Walmart as it is on Amazon. I can't find any good products. And we we slowly convince them that there's a different way to see the world of Amazon. And those are the podcast episodes we've mentioned so frequently that have become very popular. If people go listen to them, it starts to pull the shades off your eyes. You can kind of see clearly. That's podcast episode 554, 555, and 612, which is actually Robin Joy's episode where she talks about the three-step process they use to find test-worthy ASINs. So once you've got those things dialed in and, and you're, it's starting to make sense to you that I'm not looking for profitable products, I'm looking for test-worthy ASINs. Once you've made that trip, which I can't possibly do in a couple minutes here, you have to list, spend some time in the Proven Amazon course or listen to those podcast episodes. We'll get you there. Now you start asking questions like what Jesus is asking, which is, okay, I'm breaking even at buy box, which most people would avoid those ASINs. Should I be testing against those? Absolutely, yes. And the one word I want to correct from the question you just asked me, you said profitable ASINs. I'm looking for profitable ASINs. Don't look for profitable ASINs. Look for test-worthy ASINs because now that includes those ASINs where you're breaking even at buy box. That's test-worthy. Absolutely, 100% it is. I've actually given 40 examples. I don't know if you've seen them or not, Jesus, of my own inventory the past few days selling above buy box. Those were all break-even. Most of them, vast majority, were just break-even for me at buy box. Maybe making a couple dollars maybe losing a dollar or two at buy box, but I tested them above and I'm selling. I'm not selling a ton a day of any of them, but I don't want to sell a ton a day because that means I got to go in deep to keep up with demand, right? I don't have to buy a hundred units of anything because then as soon as I do, what's going to happen? Amazon's going to buy 50,000 units. The price gets cut in half. I'm stuck with 300 units, whatever that thing is. I don't want that. I'd love to, I'd rather be selling a few a month of a bunch of different ASINs versus having a couple golden cows. And I'm just like, oh, I love this one, man. Got to grab onto that one and, and ride it as long as I can. No, I love the nice pace of a handful per month of a bunch of different ASINs. A few sells, go buy a few more. It's a great pace. So to answer your question specifically, yes, okay. you should be testing against those ASINs where it's break even at buy box, test at a higher price, let it sit for between a week to a month. And then start dropping the price. If the test fails, get your money back. If it's a fast-moving ASIN, you can be very confident in that process that your worst-case scenario is you get your money back or you're stuck with a couple of units that you got to bring home and eat the cookies. Like, come on, you could have worse problems. Right? Yeah. All right. Does that help, Jesus? Oh, yes, sir. That completely answers. Uh, that was like when I saw your examples on the on the Facebook group, I was wondering if you're like, you were testing those ASINs above the buy box, but at the buy box, you're already making profit. But yeah, the that's vast exactly- majority of them, to be very specific on your excellent question, the vast majority of them are only break even for me at buy box. Okay. Or maybe Thank a you. light profit to where most people would have ignored it. And that completely answers my question. And I'm fixing to have a bunch of more test ASINs now. <laughs> yeah. Ex- that, now you can see why we say there's millions of them, right? Yes, sir. There we go. Yes, Robin Joy, what I leave out? Not a thing as far as I can tell. I absolutely 
agree with everything you said now. And I think you said it better than I would have. So, <laughs> Well, that's unusual. <laughs> Thank you for the vote of confidence. Awesome. No, it's all not. Right. I learn from you all the time. I appreciate right. it. And vice versa, my friend. The low, low, the queen of low, low, high. One of my possible favorite analogies ever about this business model. Low learning curve, low investment required, high odds of success, right? We use those kind of illustrations all the time around here. That's why we love this model. I mean, if it was something else, if it was Etsy or if it was, you know, TikTok video or something, you know, we'd be teaching whatever it is that that the new uninformed kind of never done business before person can wander into, learn the basics and have low learning curve, low costs to get into the game, earn money as you learn high odds of actually building a successful business. Like we heard from Jerry and John today, like it's starting to work. You know, they've been here a few months. It's starting to work. They got into coaching. They're taking off now. High odds of that happening. So the low, low, high, that's a Robin Joy. So I learn from you all the time too, my friend. Hi, this is Jean. I'm sorry I logged in so late. Just got off work. No worries. Working hard. We can understand that. <laughs> yeah. I heard, I've got part of what you said regarding, Ace, uh, I think it's Ace's question, and um, regarding breaking even, if we should still test those items, because I have been bypassing those. So uh, if, if you're able to repeat, I'm sorry that you have to go backwards. No, it's one of my favorite things to talk about. And you said your name is Jean, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll give you the very short version and then a resource where you can go to get the full answer to your question. So your question okay. is, you're talking about testing against ASINs where the buy box represents a break even for me? Why would you do that? Go listen to podcast episode number 554 to learn. And that's just one example of the many ways there are to find great replans. But we really like teaching this, especially to new sellers, because it gives you that confidence that you can that you can do this. You, you get to see some activity and those transactions lead to Amazon knowing, liking, and trusting you. And then suddenly you're ungated in a bunch of new categories and a lot of positive things happen from there. But podcast episode 554 is the episode titled Ignoring the Buy Box, something like that, where I talk about why you can very safely ignore the buy box on millions of ASINs with the worst case scenario being break even. Best case scenario, you're finding a lot of really good winning inventory that you can go a little bit deeper on. So that'll help you out, Gene. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Very good. 554 at silentgym.com. Go check it out. And then you'll find plenty of conversations in our Facebook group as well, including 40 examples from my own Amazon account the past few weeks where I'm doing that exact strategy with success, selling products over and over again, well above buy box. And I actually had someone ask me, uh, Robin Joy, you'll like this question. I don't know if you saw it in the group, but someone said, well, Jim, the only reason this works for you is because you've got an experienced seller account. You know, so, you, so you're able to sell stuff a buy box. What about the newbies? And I thought about it for a second. And no, that question doesn't actually make sense because I'm not getting the buy box. People could say, well, Jim, you're winning the buy box because you've got an experienced seller account. Maybe that's possibly a factor. Winning the buy box does tend to drift towards someone who's got a higher seller rating and more experience. But we're talking about customers that are picking me out of a lineup. Amazon's not forcing them to pick me out of a lineup. Customers are saying, hey, I don't want the buy box guy. I want this guy who's $8 above buy box. Why in the world would somebody want me? I'm $8 above buy box because I represent the unit that's closest to their house and they need it two hours from now. They don't care what my seller experience rating is. 
They don't care how many units I have on hand. They don't care that I've been selling for 12 years instead of three months. They don't care about any of that. They know that that's the one unit they can get on their porch two hours from now. So they're going to grab it, right? So my length of time selling on Amazon has nothing to do with my ability to sell above buy box. It may have something to do with my ability to win buy box occasionally, but it has nothing to do with my selling above buy box where the customer's picking me out of the lineup. Is I'm not looking at my seller rating at that point. Now, maybe if you've got like a you know 60% seller rating, you might get ignored a little bit more than someone who's got 100% positive feedback at that point. Like, ah, uh, you know what? I think I'll wait a day. I don't want to buy it from this guy, 60% seller rating. I'll wait another day or two and get it from someone else. But outside of that, the length of time you've been selling really doesn't have an impact on this strategy at all that I can think of. I thought that was a great question. Someone was asking about how do you figure, what calculation do you use when you say underserved ASIN? My initial answer, I'll let you answer that, but my initial answer is this is this is kind of what we teach you in the workshop that we were talking about earlier. If you want to come to the workshop, we'll go over that. But uh, episode tw- 612 of the podcast, if you watch that on YouTube, at the end, I do a video of exactly how I choose those underserved ASINs, the ones that protect my capital, but are moving fast enough that I can get in and out of them and make my decision quickly. Um, so there's an example there. What, what would you say, Jim? How do you decide? There's a few different, when I say underserved ASIN, that encompasses more territory than a test-worthy break-even a buy box ASIN. Underserved to me could be, wow, this thing's selling 150, or 150 drops a month on Keepa. There's only three sellers on it and they're all doing well. I mean, that's easy to spot. I could train you in four minutes how to, how to spot those underserved ASIN. And those are everywhere, by the way, but they're a little harder to find than are the test-worthy ASINs that are everywhere, literally everywhere. I like to do this little thought experiment with people. Like, okay, if you were to come to me and say, okay, Jim, should I test this ASIN? And the first words out of your mouth is, it's dropping 60 times a month. Yes. Like, wait, you don't even know how many other sellers there are. I don't care. Well, you don't know what the buy box is. I kind of don't care. I'm willing to take some risks on those that move fast. (laughs) And, And you'll see that reflected in my inventory choices. I take risks that newer sellers sometimes won't take. I really don't care if I'm going to maybe lose 10 or $20 even on a test ASIN, I'm willing to test it at a profitable price for me. And the number of times that I ended up winning on those, now I'm not going to advise new sellers to go do that. But if you come up to me and you say, Jim, let me tell you about this ASIN and you tell me if you want to test on it, send in a couple units. If the first words out of your mouth is it's dropping more than 30, 40 times a month, I'm testing it. Done. End of conversation. Well, Amazon's all, I don't care. Well, Amazon gets all the buy box rotation. I don't care. Because I know that Amazon is not one warehouse where everyone price sensitively shops. Amazon is almost 200 warehouses spread out across the country. And there's going to be some mom who has a party two hours from now that doesn't care that she could save $8 waiting two days to order from Los Angeles. She needs it an hour from now or her eight-year-old is going to be crying because that one last little thing that she promised for her birthday won't be there. And I'm the one that has that one little thing, priced $8 above buy box. It's been sitting there for three weeks, but I can have it there in an hour. Thanks to Prime Now delivery. Boom. That's the one she grabs. People shop all day, every day on Amazon that way. And until you're throwing some inventory out there, 
testing against that theory, you'll never see it or experience it. You'll just be looking at the buy box, trying to battle everyone else over the buy box. And I love battling in the buy box too. We've got repricers that you know bump around and plenty of my ASINs are bumping around, making a few dollars at the buy box level. That's another strategy we're in on as well. But man, I love this above buy box stuff. So yeah, test-worthy ASIN, uh, you know, underserved ASIN, you'll hear those terminologies. There's all kinds of ways to do this. So hopefully that helps you out. But you know, I, I find that over time, as you mature in this business, the number of things you're looking at to determine if you will test it or not, that list shrinks. I went from taking 10 minutes to decide if I wanted to test an ASIN. I take about six seconds now. <laughs> click, click, yep, test. What price? Here's buy box. Let's go eight bucks above that, see what happens. As it just rounding, you know, sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. But if we don't get any price alerts, bump it up, Jack. It's, you know, let's try it. I mean, we, we had one, I think I dropped this in the Facebook group. We were selling it consistently for like 30 bucks at a great profit. And we were about to sell out and we were one of the only sellers. And I, what I have learned about ASINs is when inventory goes to zero across the board, that ASIN will drift from page two or three to page 48. And no one is buying it once you get inventory again. So I'm like, oh, we don't want to run out of inventory. So I jacked the price up to like 90 something dollars because I didn't want to get rid of those last few units. And as soon as I raised the price up, someone grabbed one of them. I'm like, well, we're down to two, but just sold one. I'll take it, right? If you're willing to pay a play above buy box and raise your prices, you're going to make more money. You're going to have more fun. It's a lot less stress. It's fewer units, more profit. Uh, and the bonus, I'm encouraging all the other sellers to raise their prices. They see me like, what are you doing sitting there month after month after month, way above buy box? I'm like, Come on up and find out, dude. And quite often you'll see the price raise over time. You see that little pink line raising up, you know, to the right. All right, come on up, guys. The air is fine up here. Instead of being the guy that's, you know, dragging it to the bottom, I'm the guy raising it up. It's fun. Right, I agree. Can stuff. I add can I add something to that, Jim? Do. One of the things that we've noticed, we work with people uh every day across the world, across the country. And there are so many times when we'll pull up an ASIN. And on our side, they'll pull up an ASIN on their side. And there are two different people in the buy box, mm -hmm. two different prices completely. Yep. So that, because there are so many warehouses now, there may be something closer to that customer and they don't even have to, you know, find the one that's higher priced. That's the one that will show them a buy box. Now we don't have evidence of all of that on HIPAA. We can't see all of those, but someone may be seeing that at the higher price with you in the buy box and you didn't even know it because it doesn't show you in the buy box from where you are. So there are many, many reasons that those will keep. And that's why we're seeing it more and more because there are more and more warehouses. They're going to put the, the item that is closest to that person in the buy box if they can, because it's easier for them to get it to them in the window that they're allowed. So yeah. don't forget about that part. I love that observation. I just had the thought, you know, this when this statement makes sense to you, the light bulb is on. Jesus has moved from a seven or an eight to an eight or a nine, right? When this light bulb comes on, every time Amazon builds a new warehouse, millions of ASINs become underserved the moment they open their door. Once that statement makes sense to you, you're starting to get it. Because all the people who live near that warehouse now their option right now is, oh, I got to wait two to four days for anything. Whoa, if I can get a unit into that warehouse, now I'm a prime now option. I can be, you know, and there's millions of shoppers, tens of millions of people every day who shop prime now, two hours or less. 
you may not live in one of those territories, but tens of millions of people do. And they use Amazon that way. And Amazon is good, but they cannot get a product from Los Angeles to Chicago in an hour. They can't. They can get it from a, you know, some suburb of Chicago to the a person who lives near that suburb in an hour if they have a unit there at that particular warehouse. So even if Amazon's got thousands of units of this thing, it may not be adequately dispersed. And the only way to find out is to test it. And if it's fast moving enough, your odds of that happening goes up dramatically. I really feel like we're kind of opening up a new, uh, almost Pandora's box of kind of confusion slash opportunity with this whole concept. It's kind of rippling through, you know, the Amazon seller space uh, because there's no way to really prove it until you've tried it. And a lot of people are starting to try it and they're reporting back their results. And it really is having a positive impact on a lot of businesses. There's no way to lose money with it. The pushback I get sometimes is, well, uh, Jim, you know, people might, they, I talked, someone in our group the other day said, oh, I talked to someone, they lost tens of thousands of dollars trying that. I'm like, well, they weren't doing it the right way. <laughs> it's impossible to lose money on an ASIN where your worst case scenario is break even and you've only bought a couple units. How do you lose tens of thousands of dollars doing that? It's impossible. I can't imagine a scenario where you're doing that, right? Your worst case is break even. How do you lose? You know, sometimes the price will drop a little bit and you got to, you know, sit in a case, you lost two or three bucks at a time occasionally, maybe, but you can't lose a ton of money doing this. You're testing ASINs where your worst case scenario is break even. Like, how can you lose? You got to do your math, but you know, I love it. Good observation, guys. Great conversation. Hey, Trey's got his hand up, man. Good to see you. Thank you, Jim. Um, just found you guys from another group like two days ago and I was already excited. I'm totally new seller, never sold anything online at all. My main question initially is in the ungating process as an absolute new seller, you talked about the test ASINs of two to three products, but I've always heard the magic number of 10, 10 needed to get ungated. You know, you have to be able to show invoices uh, with 10. Is there, is there a way around that? Do I need to be looking at smaller products? I mean, I literally just got on Keepa less than a week ago. So I am as absolutely new and green as can be. Uh, but I, I just, I've always heard that 10 number to be ungated as like a magic number. Is there just a way around that or? Yeah, excellent question. Uh, Robin Joyer and I, th between the two of us, have probably answered this question a thousand times, but I love the question. It's a very common question. It's an excellent question. It's going to help me illustrate the point that I love helping new sellers get over what we call these molehills that feel like mountains. And this is one of them. Okay. So you're kind of squishing together two different questions. One of the questions is, hey, how do I get ungated? Because there's all these gating things happening. And it, that's confusing me, all these gates everywhere. If you get into our Facebook group and you just type in the word ungating or ungated, you're going to see several great conversations where we talk about some of the categories where you can sell without these gating concerns. And after you've sold 30, 40, 50 units, testing two or three at a time, you're going to see these gates just fall open for you. Okay. So this is really one of those issues that fixes itself over time. If you completely ignore it, it just completely goes away. But when you're new, you become fixated on it because it feels like a brick wall. Under no circumstance will you ever be required to buy 10 units in order to do this business. You can completely avoid that. Some people want to go ahead and apply to get ungated by buying 10 units to try to get into a new category. Quite often, it doesn't go go the way they were hoping and they end up with 10 units they don't know what to do with. I don't suggest it. Typically, we strongly advise just buy a couple units, test in the categories you can sell in without hitting those brick walls. 
and those gates will open for you eventually. Okay. Because what, and the reason that number 10 pops up a lot is because Amazon will sometimes say, hey, you're, you're gated in this category. If you'd like to apply to get ungated, we need you to buy 10 units and send us an invoice. And then we'll know that you're sourcing from a good source. And then we'll ungate you sometimes. Sometimes they will, sometimes they won't. It's just not worth it. Sell in the categories you can sell, which includes, and here's our magic list. We've given this list many times. And if you get into those conversations I referenced earlier, you'll see the same list. And I always forget one or two, maybe Rob and Julia pick up where I left off or someone else listing. The categories you want to start out in are pets, not pet food, but pets, any pet supplies, sporting goods, pretty much anything sports outdoors. You're going to be good to go. Science and technology, a weird one, but there's a lot of stuff in there. Anything related with the house, kitchen, bedroom, household goods, those kinds of things. Those are all good as well. And I know I'm forgetting one. Sports outdoors. Did I say that? That's the other one. Yeah. But that's tens of millions of ASINs that you can test against. And pretty soon you'll see grocery fall open for you, which is the one everyone gets freaked out about. And then suddenly one day it's open after you've sold 40 or 50 items. Same with toys. It just kind of falls open for you. There will always be gated brands. But the categories will open wide open for you after you've sold just a few units of anything. You'll never have to go buy 10 units of anything in order to do this business. You just don't have to, especially the model that we teach to new sellers. Replans, you're buying a couple test units. Just go down that road. I strongly advise it. Because if you start trying to buy 10 units every time Amazon wants to ungate you in a new, you're just going to be buying 10 here, 10 there, 10 everywhere. And you're just ignoring all the good winning ASINs, buying 10 stuff that you don't, 10 of things that you can't even use. So how'd I do with that answer, Robin Joy? I can tell it's a Monday and I've been going hard today. I don't feel like I was super lucid on that one, but I did my best. <laughs> oh, I, I thought that was great. I First thing I would recommend, if you're not part of Proven Amazon course, join Proven Amazon course, and then come see us in the Kickstart Bootcamp. We have the list of all the things that you can be that you should be able to sell when you first start. But there, there are brands in there that you still are gated in at first. But the thing that helps you do that is sell sales. When Amazon sees consistent sales and activity in your account, those gates will start coming down. We've been doing this for a while. We're we're we've never forced and gated except one time way in the beginning, and we didn't need to do that. By the time we got up to about eight to ten thousand dollars a month, almost all of those were were gone. And we teach you how to get to that to that space in the categories that you're already approved in. It's just really not necessary in in the the way that we've seen. And we work, we've worked with lots and lots of people. It's not necessary to do that ungating period. So, and I want to make sure we're answering your question. When you test items, you don't need to use 10 of them. If you're already open and available to sell in that category and that brand, Amazon will let you send in two or three. You don't have to send in 10. So that's kind of, yeah, like Jim said, kind of two different questions. So I would start small, start sending things in. If you're sending in two or three of, you know, five or six ASINs each week, it won't be too long till you're built up to the point where those gates start um, falling down for you. Even if you just broke even, you'd get that that uh, benefit out of it. Yeah. Amazon starts to know, like, and trust you because you sent some inventory yeah. in, you delivered, it looks good. Customers are buying it. They're not complaining. You get no, those momentum wheels rolling and the gates just start falling open for you. Yeah. That is certainly, if we had like a top 10 list of the 
molehills that feel like mountains as a new seller, that would probably be the number one <laughs> molehill that we're like, yeah, that's just, it, 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 that's such an insignificant speed bump once you're a few months in, but everyone gets kind of fixated on it. And then all these services pop up and I just, I just want to smack these guys. Hey, send us $800 and we'll get you ungated in grocery. Yeah. Like, oh, don't give those clowns money, please. Don't encourage the clowns. We kick them out around here very quickly. Just sell some stuff and those gates fall open. I love it. We're getting some cool comments. And uh, Trey, who we were just talking to, said he's jumping in immediately after the call. Love it, Trey. Welcome aboard, man. And uh, uh, Asami said this. Me too. I love it. Love it. So yeah, jump in. Get the proven Amazon course. Get into the Kickstart Bootcamp. All in. We're talking about a couple hundred bucks to get the proven Amazon course, to get the Kickstart, to get your Amazon seller account set up. And to get your Keepa, which is the only tool. And I want to talk a little bit about Keepa before we let you guys go, because I saw a Keepa, a good, really good Keepa question from, I think it was uh, Christina, who's with us, I think for the first time tonight. Um, I'm going to talk about that, but you all in. And some of that's recurring, but you know, less than hundred bucks a month recurring. You get all the tools, everything you need, give you a great shove in the right direction to build a really awesome, flexible business. This is why we teach this model, because... Again, low barrier to entry, low cost, low learning curve. You got to learn a few things. High odds of success if you do it the right way. 60 sales a month is a fast mover was her comment. And I want to clarify something. No one knows how many times per month items sell. Although I have noticed Amazon starting to drop on some of the more popular listings on the more popular ASINs, they are telling you, hey, we sold more than 500 of this last month, right? Semi-useful information on some ASINs. But Keepa is the tool that gives us the best glimpse into the reality of that ASIN. And you need to go listen to podcast episode 369 to understand why we talk about Keepa so much around here. Go to silentgym.com, episode 369. It's an older episode at this point. I've recorded almost twice that many episodes of our podcast since we had that one, right? I mean, I'm I'm in the 700s now, but I could record that today. It would be every bit 100% as accurate as it was then. Once you understand what Keepa is, what it does, why it's unique in the industry, it's tracking data that Amazon does not share publicly. They don't tell anybody this information. Keepa tracks it. And a lot of the other very expensive tools, you know, Keepa costs 20 bucks a month. You have some very expensive tools that integrate Keepa's data to look really fancy. And they put a nice graphical user interface on it. They're charging 400 bucks a month. Like, don't just get Keepa. We'll teach you how to read Keepa. Super inexpensive. And so when we say 60 drops per month on Keepa, that means 60 rank changes, product rank changes in its category. And the only way to have a positive rank change or a drop, you know, if you think of a, a, a best-selling song, you know, on the radio, most listened to song, and it goes from ranked number 30 to ranked number 10. Well, that was a drop. That was an improvement, but it was a drop in the rank, right? It went closer to number one. So it dropped. On Keepa, when that happens, we know that at least one sale happened, but typically it means multiple sales happened since the last time Keepa checked the product rank. So around here, when we get a little nerdy, we start talking about product ranks, don't get lost. It just means that the rank on Amazon is changing, indicating at least one sale happened since the last rank changed in a positive direction. That's the best indicator you ever get of the velocity of any given ASIN. And we base a lot of decisions on that around here. We don't use a third-party tool that says, this product sells 850 times per month. They're guessing based on Keepa data. So when we see, let's say, 50 to 60 drops on Keepa, that could represent anything from 200 sales a month 
up to a thousand sales a month. It's just a glimpse through a slightly cloudy window. Is this thing hopping or not? Gives us enough information to be dangerous and know if we're going to test against it or not. So I just wanted to clarify that. We haven't talked about that on one of these Monday nights in a while, and this may end up in a Saturday podcast. So I want to make sure everyone understands. Go listen to podcast episode 369. Understand that drops do not represent sales, but they represent the best hint we have at understanding what that ASIN is really doing. Anyone who claims they can tell you how many times per month an ASIN is selling is making up the numbers, unless it's Amazon itself or they're the only seller on that ASIN. There's no way to know how many times per month an item is selling on Amazon. There's no way to know. Keepa is the best chance you have to, to start to paint a bit of a picture. And that's again, that podcast episode 369 is helps drive that point home. It's kind of a, it's almost like a 101 level introduction into the concepts we teach here. It's something you're probably going to need to do in order to succeed is listen to that episode. I just have one quick question while I can just hop on before everyone checks out. Someone once told me that when you send an FBA shipping in, you know, you box it all up, everything's ready to go. And then you, um, if you're doing everything from home and then you plug in the date where it's, let's say it's going to go out tomorrow. Someone once told me that it doesn't matter. Just plug in the date and then you really just can send it whenever. But I think that's, I don't think that's right because I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when does Amazon actually, will they ship something that you have in inventory? Is it when you plug in the date and say you're going to send it on that date or is it when they actually receive it in the warehouse? Yeah. Amazon does rely on those dates that you plug in because what they've been doing more and more, and you'll see this. Okay. Let's just give you a scenario. You're on there shopping for Christmas items and you find like, oh, I know exactly. I'm going to get this for my nephew. And you start looking at the different sellers and you look at the prime sellers and they're all three weeks out. Like what? That's prime. Prime's supposed to be two-day delivery. How can they have an item that's three weeks out on prime? That doesn't make any sense. Well, it's because that seller has said, hey, we're getting ready to send this shipment in. And Amazon knows by the time it gets there, and gets unboxed, especially this time of the year, and gets put on the shelf and it's ready to be grabbed and sold to a customer. It's going to take a little bit of time, but they know that it's coming. And right. they're basing their estimate that sellers are seeing on the time that you, on the date that you gave them. So you do want to become a, a reliable source for Amazon because what you'll see is now you're selling stuff that hasn't even got to a warehouse yet. Once they know they can trust the dates that you're putting on there. So yeah, if you say it's shipping today or tomorrow, in a big box to Amazon, to a warehouse, make sure it gets out because they will start to learn that you're a reliable, reliable seller, that they can sell the stuff that's on the way. I've always stuck to that model. I've always, whatever data I plug in, I make sure hell or high heaven that I'm getting that shipped out. Okay. And that's especially true now if you're doing merchant fulfill and you're shipping it direct to the customer. You've got a very, you're on very thin ice there. If you say, yeah, I needed a couple extra days, you know, I couldn't quite get to it when I said I would. No, Amazon won't, that won't fly, right? No, and your, so I your, your metrics will drop fast. Yeah. If you go on vacation, turn off all FBM stuff. Absolutely. If you don't. Yeah. It's not like eBay where you get back and apologize, you know, right. <laughs> it's, it's Amazon takes it seriously. Like, if, you know, if someone says, hey, I'm going to have it here by tomorrow at 4 PM, like you better ship it out when you say you will. And a huge advantage on Merchant Fulfill you want to do one day. If that means you got to work on Saturdays, work on Saturday. It's worth it. You're going to sell so much more with one day turnaround versus I think two, three day or the option, the other options. 
one day turnaround on Merchant Fulfill, you'll see your sales just take off. It's worth it. You'll be able to afford to pay someone to work Saturdays to ship that stuff out if you sell a few items, uh, but you want one day turnaround. All right, cool. I just wanted some reassurance on that. And I'm going to hop out myself and get back down to the kid. Very good. Congrats to you and happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I'm yeah, happy. happy Thanksgiving to you as well, man. Good time for some gratitude. We are very, very blessed for sure. We'll wrap it up, I think, with Michael. He's saying um, he's kind of stuck in an analysis paralysis. Yep, I get it. Don't beat yourself up too badly. There are so many things on the internet, so many noises out there, so many opportunities and options. Let me just say a couple things to address this paralysis that you find yourself in, the shiny object syndrome, bouncing from one thing to the next kind of thing. We've been doing this 20 years. We've coached almost 10,000 people. We have the premier Amazon seller training in the industry as evidenced by the number of success stories, the number of people who have contributed successful modules to it, how long it's been on the market. I mean, we're even the only course that has the word Amazon in the name because Amazon let us do that. <laughs> they haven't let anyone else do that. Look around for someone else who has the word Amazon in their domain name, provenamazoncourse.com. We've been doing it the right way a long time. Amazon legal contacted me when I first registered that domain name, actually. And I thought they were going to take it away from me. I had no idea. I mean, this is like over 12, 13 years ago, something like that. And they said, hey, we need you to change the logo on the page. You know, you keep the domain, that's fine. But then they didn't let anyone else do that. That's how long we've been around. We've helped so many students build beautiful businesses. So if you're kind of stuck comparing us to others, and we've been doing this a long time the right way. So I welcome your investigation. Uh, but once you've committed to something, you need to turn off the noise and go all in on it. This is a beautiful model. Stop analyzing, start taking baby steps. Because the only thing we're proposing is you're going to wade gently into, we call it the, the baby wading area of the swimming pool. We're not going to send you off the high dive. You're going to wade in, get your toes a little wet. Ah, oh, it's not too cold. Okay, I can handle this up to the ankles. You're not putting a bunch of money at risk. You're not taking any big risks. There's no massive learning curve. You're just going to wade in nice and slow at the pace you're comfortable with. There's no need to analyze this. You can turn around at any point and hop out. You're a few hundred bucks into the game. We take you in nice and slow. And one of the things Michael says, maybe I need a coach. I would absolutely suggest you give our team a call. Silentgym.com slash book a call. It's the only link you need. Grab a, grab a slot on the calendar. Talk to someone on my team. In all cases, these are people I've worked with for years who know what we do around here. They can talk to you about your business. They're going to leave you better than they found you every single time. Friendly, low pressure, confidential conversation. Maybe you don't need coaching. Maybe all you need is a course. Maybe all you need is some free resources. They're going to talk you through it. So have a conversation with us. Let's get you going. Stop analyzing this thing and just start walking in the direction that we're showing you, knowing that there's no big risk. There's no moment where you have to jump off and you're frightened. By the time you get to the high dive, you've been at that pool for a while. You're very comfortable. You're doing backflips off the high dive and you look confident doing it. That takes a little bit of time. We'll get you there. We're not going to start you there, though. So let's walk this journey together. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.